Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. You've heard Mark K filling in on the Herman Kane Show. Now he's on every day at 11 a.m. This is the Mark K Show on News 1045 WOKV. Hey, I'm all for Mark K and Brian Kilmeade in my morning. Hey, this is Eddie, and I'm loving the Mark K Show. Hey, Mark, uh, good luck to you. Uh, got a lot of shoes to fill, you know, as far as Herman Cain goes, but you got your own way of doing things, and it's just as enjoyable as listening to Herman. So good luck, and uh, just do great on your new show. I appreciate that. By the way, if you think Herman Cain left big shoes to fill, wait till you see the pants, man, and the belt. I don't think I'll ever... I'm going to eat a lot of Godfather's pizza to get into that. What's up? It's Mark K. This is the Mark K. Show. And, man, it is a huge day in Alabama. It is like, I mean, this is one of the biggest days in the history of Alabama, probably. And it has absolutely nothing to do with college football, which is odd. Usually when usually when all eyes of the nation are on Alabama, it's because it's, it's a college football bowl game or something or other, or the national championship. But today it's election day. It's a special election for the vacant Senate seat vacated by Attorney General Jeff Sessions, who ironically, uh, Donald Trump probably wishes were back in the Senate and not the Attorney General. But more on that later. Uh, it, is, it is a major election here in Alabama between two candidates. One of them, an outsider with a bold vision and a checkered past. A man who has done and said things that have been splashed all over the media for weeks. Totally disparaged his character, his record, his ability to serve. It's just been like brutally and incessantly attacked ever since he entered the race. Not just by the other side, but also by members of his own party. His opponent, who has recently received a glowing recommendation from Barack Obama, is basically running on a platform of, I'm not him. And the polls are all over the place. Nobody knows day to day what's going on. Nobody knows what's going to happen. Tonight, once all the votes in, that's, are in, that, we really aren't sure which way this is going to go. And if you think about it, if you look at all the pieces uh, pieces of this puzzle and everything we just covered, it's exactly a lot like uh, the 2016 presidential election. I mean, it reads almost verbatim. I think I legitimately made this exact same speech about Donald Trump and Hillary Clinton like a year and a half, <laughs> year and a half ago. And now we're reliving it all over again in Alabama, which is basically a microcosm of the United States. I mean, yeah, it is one of the reddest states in the country, or was. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, I should uh, probably say it's one of the crimsonest states in the country because, you know, they're like all about crimson, roll tide. Uh, but the question now is, will it remain that way? And again, you can't just go by the polls. Why? Well, because some polls say no. Doug Jones is going to win. Fox News, 10-point lead for Doug Jones. Other polls say, duh, of course, uh, Roy Moore is going to win. It's Alabama. Freaking Bama. They're going to elect a guy uh, who's a judge and who's Republican and who uh, isn't, you know, having robocalls sent out by the former Democratic president of the United States. But several others say it's too close to call. In fact, I just checked the polls on Real Clear Posit Politics this morning. One said Doug Jones by 10, one said Roy Moore by 9, and the other said tie. So once again, just like in 2016, it all comes down to voter turnout. It all comes down to who uh, pays more unregistered voters to vote their way. It all comes down to who, which candidate has the more impassioned base and which candidate will be able to get more people uh, to the polling stations today to decide the outcome. And it's an outcome 
that everybody is watching. I mean, everybody. You know, so many people are saying, who cares what happens? It's Alabama. You know, they're the ones that got to live with the consequences, not us. And that's not at all true, especially when we have a Senate that is this close. 52-48 majority for the Republicans. And they still can't get anything passed. Imagine if we lo- imagine if it's a slimmer majority, 51-49. Which, when you take out John McCain and Lamar Alexander and, you know, everybody else, it's really basically an even Senate at this point. Every single vote counts. And because the senator from Alabama votes on issues that affect us here in Florida, just like every other state in the nation, like immigration and taxes and religious liberty and, and immigration and national defense and gun control and immigration and all those very important issues that Donald Trump ran on, that's why Donald Trump, standing against many in his own party once again, which he totally, it's like his favorite hobby, it's like his, his national pastime is, is annoying Republicans. He made a robocall to urge Alabamians... Or Alabamans. Is it Alabamans? It's either, it's one of the, it's Alabamans or Alabamians or whatever. He made a call to urge the people of Alabama to vote for Roy Moore to be their next senator. Hi, this is President Donald Trump, and I need Alabama to go vote for Roy Moore. It is so important. We're already making America great again. I'm going to make America safer and stronger and better than ever before. But we need that seat. We need Roy voting for us. Look at that. And that's the way to do it. Say, we need the seat. Forget about who's sitting in it. This isn't about you, Alabama. This is about a greater good for the United States of America. This is a vote in the Senate. It's all about the seat. Don't think about the person. Don't think about the past. Just think about that chair. Do you want it to be voting this way or do you want it to be voting that way? And that's why Donald Trump jumped into this fracas once again with a robocall. Now, Barack Obama did the same gosh darn thing, which is actually good news because the last candidate that Barack Obama openly supported was Hillary Clinton. And we all know how that election turned out. Also, Joe Biden did a robocall because Joe Biden is pretty much the only likable Democrat left in the entire country. This is a another ridiculously, unnecessarily ridiculously and dramatic election. It's all just it's all just media like stupidity. All of these issues that really people should be voting for. All listen again. Here's what Donald Trump put in his robocall. These are what you're voting for in Alabama. Hi, this is President Donald Trump, and I need Alabama to go vote for Roy Moore. It is so important. We're already making America great again. I'm going to make America safer and stronger and better than ever before. But we need that seat. Safer, stronger, better than ever before, richer. We need to build the military. Those are the issues. Those are the issues that we should be talking about. But those are not the issues that we are talking about. We're talking about the drama. The issues get brushed aside once again. The issues get pushed away once again. The issues, issues get totally ignored once again. I mean, they're ignored like vegetables on Chris Christie's dinner plate. That's not true, by the way. Chris Christie doesn't overlook anything that's on his dinner plate. Where was I? Oh, yeah. So the ridiculousness of this election, once again, the vote has come down to character assassination. And the DNC and the CNN and the NYT and all these other reputation snipers are out there. And they've loaded up their rifles and they put Roy Moore right in the crosshairs. And it comes down now to the voters of Alabama who right now are they're going to the polls. They've got till eight o'clock tonight. And it's up to the voters of Alabama to see if they can push Roy Moore out of the out of the crosshairs 
And it, we'll see if the DNC and everyone else, the, the media machine, if their bullet misses. Or is it going to hit their target right between the eyes and take him out? That's really what this is all about. And this morning, as I was checking out the open mic messages on our News 104.5 mobile app, uh, here's, what, here's what you people think about it. I don't live in Alabama, so I don't need to vote today whether Judge Moore is guilty or not guilty. But I would like to see people look at some facts. Did he do it or didn't he do it? It doesn't seem like anybody cares about the truth anymore. Let's look at the facts and see if he really did it. If he really did it, then he needs to get punished. If he didn't do it, then let him go on with his life. You know, I, I appreciate you sending in the open mic, but clearly you're not aware of what's going on in the American political system these days. Facts have absolutely no place in American politics. Facts don't matter to American news reporting. Finding facts in this election is harder than finding a sold-out NFL stadium these days. I mean, the, what all it is about is power. The power of, of Washington, D.C. The power that Donald Trump said he was going to drain. The swamp. This is, again, an outsider. Can, this candidate is so outside that even Donald Trump didn't support him at first. This is Breitbart all the way. You know, this is Steve Bannon coming to the rescue once again and trying to show both Republicans and Democrats that the American people are sick and tired of all of the Washington shenanigans. And look how far they've come. He managed to pluck Roy Moore out of obscurity, get him not only the nomination, but now push him into a dead heat election, which a lot of people say is unheard of. It should be a Republican slam dunk. Well, it should be if we put just another run-of-the-mill Republican in that seat. But this is a Donald Trump Republican. This is an outsider. This is somebody, again, with a checkered past and a bold future who doesn't take any smack and doesn't care what the establishment thinks. And that's why we've come to the same exact position once again, the same place we were. A discussion of the issues? Yeah, I'd love to see that. Facts? Sure, that'd be great. But call me naive, you know, call me naive. I still believe that's why people get elected. At least in 2016, it was the issues that got people elected. So now... While the election's going on, you know, in this very last-ditch effort, let's take a look at the issues. Where does Roy Moore stand on the issues? Well, as I was Googling it furiously this morning, I realized nobody really knows <laughs> because nobody's been covering that. Nobody's actually answered the question. I asked the question. I know he wants to protect the Second Amendment. I know that because one time he pulled out a gun on stage to prove it. I know, but that's about it. That's all I know. Uh, I, I know that because the mainstream media um, has totally dialed in on the social injustice du jour. And that's his sexual misconduct and his harassment. So that's pretty much everybody knows about Roy Moore. And so in an effort to really understand these candidates and really find out what they're about and to try to get a grasp on whether or not Roy Moore is actually fit to be a United States senator, the only interview I could drum up, the only thing I could find was posted today, and it was an interview with Roy Moore done by a 12-year-old girl. Her name is Millie March. Millie March. She is a conservative like wonder tween. And she was sent to Alabama. And she had the chance to interview Candidate Moore. Totally supervised, by the way, for those of you who are thinking what I know you're thinking. And this 12-year-old girl asked him some really fairly decent questions that no other reporter that I could find had taken the time to ask. 12-year-old Millie March sat down and when given the chance to talk to Roy Moore about something regarding the election, she had the audacity to ask this very informative question. What are the most important issues to the voters of Alabama? Well, I think one is religious liberty. I think we've got to look at that. Uh, Madison said a long time ago that if we don't preserve that, we will, they will become pirates and we will become slaves. 
that was in the memorial remonstrance. I think that's a big issue. I think health care is a big issue because people can't afford it. It's not giving them good service. I think we need to open state borders. I think taxes are always a problem. I'd like to see doing away with tax on income and go to the tax on consumption, which is called the fair tax. Oh, man, now we know. <laughs> now we know why the Democrats hate them so much. Now we know why they don't want Roy Moore to say the fair tax. Like, that's the F word to the Democratic Party. Are you kidding me? There's nothing fair about taxes. Ridiculous. And Millie March continued. She asked him another uh, great question. So what do you think are the characteristics of a really, really good senator? Following the Constitution. Just adhering to principle and not going to get elected again and not trying to stay in office for 30 or 40 years and building an empire. You're there to serve the people. To serve the people in my my position is uh, Alabama Center, the people of Alabama. Man, I'll tell you what, now they're just talking. For this Millie March, she is just, she's just stirring the pot. You know, there, something's going to come up with about her. Give it, I'll, I'll tell, give it time. CNN's going to dig up some dirt on 12-year-old Millie March to try to dr discredit her in this interview she had with Roy Moore, where she actually asked him, what do you think makes a good senator? The Constitution? Are you out of your mind? 340-1045. 340-1045. What do you think about this whole ridiculous election next door, just to the left of us? Uh, you can drop us an open mic on our mobile app or give me a buzz. 340-1045. Quick break. We'll be back with more. This is The Mark K Show. My name's Mark K. Stay tuned. Listen to The Mark K Show on your Amazon Echo. Tell Alexa to play News 1045 WOKB. This is The Mark K Show on News 1045 WOKB. This is The Mark K Show, and my name is Mark K. Thank you so much for joining me today on Election Day in Alabama, which is really, I mean, it's really like Election Day again across the United States because this is going to, this is going to be the different, in fact, I went, and I'm not just saying this, I went and talked to the, I asked Rich Jones, because Rich Jones, uh, he peeked his head in here and he goes, could you please remind people that we will be sending out push notifications uh, on the uh, News 104.5 WOKV mobile app as soon as the election results are in? And I go, yeah, yeah, no problem. And he said, also, we will have continuing coverage, and tomorrow we'll be talking with experts about uh, the consequences of the election should George, uh, should uh, Governor, uh, sorry, uh, Judge Moore win or lose. And so I looked at him, I go, oh, I, hey, while you're here. What are the well, like what happens then? And of course, you know, the big thing is the majority in the Senate, which already uh, is slim and holds stuff like tax reform and everything. I mean, that's the big vote before the end of the year is this tax reform package that Donald Trump has promised all of his voters. Uh, that's like the only thing on his agenda that's even come remotely close, even most recently. And this could change at any time. Even John McCain who is always questionable on everything related to Donald Trump and Republicanism, uh, is, is for this at the moment. So just losing even one vote uh, you know, is crucial, and that's why, you've, that, that's why this is no longer a local election. This is not a Senate or statewide election. This is something that has national repercussions, and that's why everybody nationally uh, is involved in it. It's shocking to me that so many Republicans are speaking out about it. Uh, but there's more that happens. No pun intended there. <laughs> there's more that happens if Moore wins the election. And I'll tell you probably the most important thing that you'll see should he be victorious today in Alabama. This is the Mark K Show. Quick break, some news, stuff like that. We'll be right back. You've heard Mark K filling in on the Herman Cain Show. Now he's on every day at 11 a.m. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV.
Hey, I'm all for Mark K and Brian Kilmeade in my morning. Hey, this is Eddie, and I'm loving the Mark K show. Hey, Mark, uh, good luck to you. Uh, you've got a lot of shoes to fill, you know, as far as Herman Cain goes, but you got your own way of doing things, and it's just as enjoyable as listening to Herman. So good luck, and uh, just do great on your new show. I'll tell you what, man, all these open mic messages on our uh, News 104.5 mobile app are just making me blush. I mean, I'm always kind of like a like a pinkish color because this is my skin tone, but I, I'm blushing even more, and I appreciate all the support and all the phone calls, too. 340-1045. We're, talk we're talking about uh, Judge Roy Moore and this election in Alabama, which, it, you know, it's the craziest election since the presidential election. Uh, and they're all going to be, they're all, every time there's something up for grabs, every time you, I mean, and really, you're looking at a three-party system now. You've got the Republicans, you've got the Democrats, and then you've got the outsiders. And the outsiders hold the White House. Uh, you know, now they're looking to hold a, a Senate seat from Alabama, you know, and, and a lot of people will, will just turn their heads and say, this doesn't matter. If the Democrats win, the seat's up in, for grabs again in two years and the Republicans can just put in whoever they want, a, a legitimate Republican candidate then. And they say if, if Roy Moore wins, it doesn't matter because in two years he's going to be out of office and they'll put in somebody else anyway. And that's not at all true, because as we as we've seen two years Two years changes a lot in public in uh, politics. You know, two years ago, everyone was convinced that Hillary Clinton was the heir apparent. Nobody thought Donald Trump was going to even have a snowball's chance in H.E. Double Hockey Sticks of getting the nomination, not even the election. People were throwing out names like Rubio and Chris Christie and Jeb Bush, even Ted Cruz. You know, and, and these are people who are, are still stuck in the Senate while Donald Trump has elevated himself to the White House. Two years from now, especially if you win. I mean, if, if Roy Moore wins, there's no guarantee that this is just a two-year deal for him, especially if he goes to Washington and represents the people of Alabama the way they expect to be represented. You know, if they choose him and he goes and he does his job, it's up to the people of Alabama to decide. The Alabamians. By the way, I Googled it. I over the break. And by Google, I mean I asked Alexa to do it for me. Uh, the Alabamians or Alabamans. Either one is correct. Uh, also, you could call them just Bammers. So that's basically it. You got Alabamians, Alabamans, uh, also Bammers. That could be that could be correct, too. Uh, but that's going on today, right now. And, and, you know, I was talking to Rich Jones, like I said, and I said, what is the repercussion if Roy Moore wins? And basically, the 52-seat the majority in the Republican-controlled Senate will remain. However, Roy Moore will have a heck of a time uh, getting anything on his personal agenda done. Don't get me wrong. He'll be courted by every Republican who has their own agenda. You know, Mitch McConnell will be in his office every day demanding he vote this way, demanding he vote that way. Uh, Donald Trump will be courting him as well, saying, look, you know, we helped get you elected. You, it's my way or the highway. But nothing that he wants to do will, will uh, ever see the light of day, and no one will answer any of his phone calls. They're just going to basically send him text messages saying this is what we expect from you because you're basically a guest in our house, even though he's not. He's a duly elected member. Should he get elected? By the way, download the WOKV mobile app for election night coverage and, of course, those uh, push notifications when we have more information. But something else is going to happen. Something else is going to happen because, you know, the Democrats, when they lose, they don't let things lie. You know, they don't, they're not like the Seattle Seahawks. They don't like let you just take a knee and win the game. They continue to attack and they continue to tackle and they continue to yell. And if you don't like it, they'll crawl into the stands even after the game is over, even after they've lost. They will continue to cause a commotion all the way to the locker room. Do you like how I tied the Jacksonville Jaguars game back into politics today? This is exactly the same playbook 
that the, that the Democrats have and that the media has. And what's going to happen is they will continue to put Roy Moore under a microscope and they will continue to inundate him with uh, legal ramifications and all kinds of ethics violations. There could be ethics hearings. He won't have a chance to do anything else but continue to defend himself. He's going to have to disappear just like he has kind of on the campaign trail because he's going to be under constant attack. And again, look no farther than what's going on with Donald Trump and the mainstream media and the New York Times and CNN who have taken, you know, they've, they've tried everything else. And now what they're doing is they're trying to attack Donald Trump, not just on his past of sexual promiscuity and harassment of women, not just on his uh, supposed collusion with Russia to which they can find no proof, not just on his business dealings or his foul mouth and the way he deals with people, but now... They're attacking his diet Coke consumption. The New York Times wrote a big article about how much television Donald Trump watches, how much news he watches. And they wrote a big article about how he consumes 12 diet Cokes a day. And yesterday, CNN ran with this story. The, 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 and this is, this is important for two reasons. Number one, because CNN believes that this is an important news story. It's on their website in prominent placement. It was on their morning news show yesterday. And the second reason that's important, because during the morning news show yesterday, there was an attempted terrorist attack in New York City at the Port Authority, one of the busiest transportation hubs in the entire country. The Port Authority of New York City, a suicide bomber, built a bomb, got it in there, uh, you know, thank God it was uh, unable to detonate it the way he'd hoped. And due to a malfunction, nobody was killed, several people injured, but mostly the bomber, who himself is still alive and will now stand charges for terrorism and uh, attempted murder and all this other junk. But the fact of the matter is, while that was going on at 8.23 in the morning, and I saw screen captures all over the Internet, People had Fox News covering the uh, the attempted bombing, covering the suicide bomber, uh, you know, failing miserably at the Port Authority, covering the mayhem that ensued, covering the police activity and all the fire trucks and the and the the chaos of people running through the streets of New York while they're just trying to get to work. They were covering that, while CNN at the exact same time was talking about Donald Trump drinking Diet Coke. Whether he sucks it up through a straw or drinks it straight out of the bottle, the presidential diet is afloat in Diet Coke. Oh, that's he sucks it up through a straw. <laughs> I love the wording on that. How many Diet Cokes does Donald Trump drink a day? That was the big news. We'll get to the bombing at the Port Authority in just a minute. We'll get to the attempted suicide bomber that, uh, you know, that luckily didn't. That's coming up. But first, 12 cans per day is what the president drinks. 12, 12 cans per day. 12 cans per day. I mean, that's a lot of Diet Coke for anybody. Right. That's a lot of Diet Coke for anybody to consume. And there, I mean, there's got to be. Here's the other thing, too. Not just does Donald Trump drink a lot of Diet Coke, which I'm sure a lot of people drink a lot of diet soda every single day. Personally, I don't. I will say this. I consume probably about 10 cups of coffee a day, as if you hadn't noticed. You know, it's not people always say, are you on drugs? Like, no, just caffeine. But there's a lot of people that drink a lot of stuff. They drink water. They drink soda. They drink orange juice. My uncle drank about 12 PBRs every day <laughs> until, you know, the doctor told him to stop or he would die. But 12 Diet Cokes a day, and that, that not only is important enough 
to report in the New York Times and on CNN, but it's also important enough because it could have repercussions for the country. But we asked the nutritionist author of Read It Before You Eat It what 12 Diet Cokes daily could do to a body. All right, this is important. Before I play the next clip, I want you to understand something. The media accuses Donald Trump constantly of bullying people and belittling people. In fact, they talked to, he tweeted about Don Lemon and how Don Lemon is one of the dumbest people on, on, on television. And, and CNN went after him and said, and accused him of being a bully. You know, Donald Trump is bullying the news media. He is the schoolyard bully. And we all see the ill effects of bullying on our children. That's what they accuse Donald Trump of on a daily basis. And they have forever. You know, when he made comments about Carly Fiorina's face and Megyn Kelly and everybody else and Don Lemon, it's always Donald Trump is a bully. But listen to what they are about to do in discussing Donald Trump's health. It fills you with bubbles. You get a lot of bloat, the enamel on your teeth. Yeah, the enamel it starts to rot is what she meant to say. So now Don, Donald Trump, the bully, is is getting bullied by CNN, who's attacking his Diet Coke consumption and saying that's the reason he's fat, bloated and has rotting teeth. That's the reason. You know, his butt, let's look at what this is doing to his body. He's all big and bloated and gassy. And guess what else? His teeth are probably rotting away. They are doing exactly what they accuse Donald Trump of doing, and that is pinpointing somebody's fallibility, pinpointing a negative, uh, you know, a negative characteristic of their appearance, and broadcasting it to the public and saying it's bad. And they're doing it when there's actual major real news going on that they just tend to avoid. Trump can't even bother to use a coaster at the Resolute desk. All right, now we're, now we're getting into hard-hitting journalism because now not only do they know that he drinks 12 Diet Cokes a day, but they're, they have is, visuals of him at the Resolute desk in the Oval Office sitting there with a Diet Coke and no coaster. Trump can't even bother to use a coaster at the Resolute desk for his hourly Coca-Cola injection. By the way, wouldn't it be why would it be hourly if it's 12? If it were hourly, wouldn't it be 24 Diet Cokes to see there's here's a clearly they didn't they didn't have anyone fact checking because if it were hourly it'd be 24 Diet Cokes a day. This would be like bi-hourly or oh, it doesn't matter. There's no coaster. There's no coaster and that's disrespectful because you can't put a can of Diet Coke on something as historic as the Resolute Desk. And before you argue that, CNN, I just want to know if you remember what Bill Clinton did on the Resolute Desk and did he use a coaster too? That's my question. 340-1045, or a rubber sheet or something. Uh, Bill is in Jacksonville. Bill, thank you so much for calling the Mark K Show. How are you? Hey, good morning, Mark. I uh, love your referencing football, tying that back into the political system and what's going on right now. Oh, thanks. And I'll throw it right back at you. I want our side, the conservative Republicans, to be just like those Jaguars fans. I wanted to be slinging beers, peanuts, popcorn at the opposition, calling them out and defending our players being our politicians when they're doing the right thing. Go Jaguars, go conservatives. <laughs> Maybe we can change the name of the team to the Jacksonville Conservatives. You know, and uh, thank you for calling, Bill. I really appreciate that. And you bring up an amazing point. You bring up an amazing point that politics is not a spectator sport. Politics is something we're all involved in. And, yeah, you've got the players on the field and you've got the coaches and you've got everybody that we elect and send to office. But it's our job to root them on and it's our job to boo at them when they do something we don't approve of. You know, we go to the Jaguars games to watch them win. 
not to lose. So when they lose, they're going to hear from us. And we go on Twitter, and by we, I mean mostly me, and we say mean things about their mamas and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's because we are on their team and we're all fans. And we want them to know. We want them to understand that we have as much a stake in this franchise and this football team as you do. And the same is absolutely true of our politicians. Now, I would not recommend throwing bottles at Hillary Clinton or Doug Jones should he win tomorrow. You don't want to do that because that is assault. But if you want to yell something like, you know, go home or you big loser or whatever you want. I mean, I don't think I think you could probably you could probably get away with that. Jose from the South Side. Good morning. How are you? Hey, good morning. Really good. I just, you know, I'm dumbfounded with the complete hypocrisy of the uh, liberals yeah. and Democrats. And I would like to know, in the eight years of the socialist Obama, how many packs of cigarettes did he smoke daily? Did the media ever report on that? No, and cigarettes are the side. I mean, they're the ones that there's a Surgeon General warning on a pack of cigarettes, and and Obama would be puffing away, bumming smokes from people on on the Air Force One. And let's also talk. Let's talk about the Resolute Desk because how many photos do we have of Barack Obama throwing his Buster Browns up there? You know, kicking back, like you said, with a drink, with a cigar, with Joe Biden. Uh, you know, again, I don't want to bring up Clinton again, but there's stuff that happened in that office, and we're not sure where or what happened to it. So putting a can of Diet Coke, and, you know, I didn't look at the photo, but I don't even know if there was condensation on it. I don't even know if it was doing any damage. But you're, I mean, they're just, they're grasping at every straw they can. Oh, look what I did, a straw, see? <laughs> that's because, that's you know, it's because, you know, whether he sucks it up with a straw. Whether he sucks it up through a straw. Yeah, it's, it's 12 Diet Cokes a day, folks. And this is what we're going to get if Roy Moore wins. We're going to get more of this in Alabama and nationwide. This is the Mark K Show, 340-1045. More of your phone calls coming up next. Join the conversation right now by using the open mic. Brought to you by TireOutlet.com. This is the Mark K Show on News 104.5 WOKV. This is the Mark K Show. My name is Mark K. And I'd just like to remind you the two big stories today. There is a runoff election, not a runoff election, but a special election rather, in Alabama to choose the senator who will fill Jeff Sessions' seat. Also, Donald Trump drinks 12 cans per day. That's a Diet Coke. Uh, 340-1045 is the number. And we have uh, Mike from Jacksonville. Hi, Mike. How are you? Mike, you there? Hey, hey Mark. I'm here. Congratulations okay. on the new show. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate that. Yeah. Hey, um, as as you talk about, like, the criticism of the Jaguars as a, as a member of the team and all, right, mm -hmm. um, I felt like I had to take a minute and call you as you're getting started on this and say, what, where are you going with this? I mean, we, we're starting off with a conversation that sets up CNN to be fake news, and you're quoting an article that wasn't even played at 823 and giving this misimpression that they weren't covering the failed bombing attempt. What time, what time was it played? I saw, it, uh, I saw the screen cap of it. It was up against Fox News, and Fox News was covering the bombing, and CNN was covering the Diet Coke issue. It's not, I mean, I'm, not, I'm not trying yeah, to make stuff a, up. I'm just, it was an 855 fluff piece, right? I mean, we knew about the bombing, and there was this incident that happened, and I watched CNN, and I watched Fox News, and I saw ABC News, and you're right. They're all showing the same scenes as New York with the firemen, the policemen, and, and the scenes right down on the street. Right. And at 8.55 in the morning show, they did a fluff piece on 12 Diet Cokes. All right. The article you keep replaying wasn't even played in the morning show. That was an evening show piece that you keep replaying. All right. Well, look, uh, the, uh, I, appreciate, I appreciate you pointing me in the right direction. I'll tell you. Uh, 8.55, 8.46, 8.23, everyone else was in full coverage of the bombing in New York City. Uh, but look, I call back tomorrow and we'll talk about it because I think, I think they'll have me back tomorrow. This is the Mark K Show. Have a great day. We'll talk soon.
You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts.